Hello, Spacers. I'm Christopher Schmidt, and I'm talking with freelance web designer and podcaster Chris Enns. In addition to his freelance work, Chris runs goodstuff.fm, which Not Breaking Space is a part of. And ever since I've known Chris, he's been into podcasting. Uh, even this show, uh, Not Breaking Space, Chris has been with, a, been with it since day one. Uh, sort of like a silent co-host we, of course, never hear from, uh, which I know is weird. Uh, so this week I decided to pull him from behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz, uh, spoilers, and catch up with him and talk about his love of podcasting. Our sponsor is FluentConf. Put JavaScript, HTML5, CSS, and the latest web tools to work. The O'Reilly Fluent Conference, happening March 7th through 10th in San Francisco, encompasses every major emerging web technology and tool of the web stack. Stay on top of the latest technologies, see how all the pieces fit together, and learn how to easily compare tools and frameworks so you can choose the best one for the job. Listeners, use code NBSP when you register and save 20% off at fluentconf.com. Some notes on what I'll be doing is... uh, I'll be at CSS DevConf 2016, the Alamo, in San Antonio, Texas, this October. Uh, tickets are on sale at cssdevconf.com. Early bird, the earliest for tickets, which is like the cheapest uh, rate going, are still available as I say this to you right now. Uh, so check them out at cssdevconf.com and follow for news and updates at cssdevconf on Twitter. The granddaddy responsible design conference is back. The virtual responsive Web Design Summit is three days of performance, responsive design, and techniques talks. Learn more and register at rwdsummit.com. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Teleject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T, where I try to be witty in spite of my typos. As always, thank you for subscribing and telling others about Non-Breaking Space Show on iTunes. If you want to be chill about it, you can also have the show sent to your email box by signing up at newsletter.com. Nonbreakingspace.tv. Find notes and links at nonbreakingspace.tv. Now, the tribe has spoken. Oops, wrong thing, wrong thing. Now, on with the show. So, uh, so yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah, cool. Uh, so Chris, yes, Chris. We always, we always ask this: How do you get into the web? You know the rundown. You know, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard the show. You've heard the show before. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time you, you've always been. You've been on the show since the beginning. Yeah, so, back right. in the Dave Dave days. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, comes, yeah of course. He's he's moving on to greener pastures. <laughs> so he's he's not podcasting. One of, us, one of us will move on to greener pastures, and then <laughs> <laughs> there'll just be one Chris left. I don't, know, I don't have time for those little people, those <laughs> podcast empires. Uh, how do I get onto the web? I think I got into the web um, back doing, like originally it was like the dial-up internet days of uh, friends having some sort of like telnet connection or something. And that was like my introduction to the, the fact that there was a thing out there. Mm-hmm. But um, probably my first real foray into web stuff was GeoCities and related uh, attempts at building websites and, and things that um, no longer have stood up. As you've discussed previous episodes, I unfortunately don't have a copy on a CD-ROM somewhere. <laughs> if anything, it might be on like a five and a quarter inch floppy drive or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and it so was you, really worth keeping. What did you build on GeoCities? Uh, 
Oh, I had a very short-lived like one episode or one issue um, magazine of some sorts that I was going to do with friends. Um, you know, as as we've now discovered, doing things on the web, it's really easy to start many, many, many projects. Um, right. And so my first foray into doing things on the web was some sort of magazine with friends that we were going to write and do and be hilarious and yeah, get popular. And uh, I think it was actually called like Population or something. We thought that would be so clever because like. <laughs> You know, there's people and this is population. But um, needless to say, it didn't get past episode. I don't even think we got issue one, if you want to call it that, out the door. Uh, we spent most of our time trying to design the homepage oh, and man. animated yeah. GIFs and whatever. And right. that's where it stopped. So, uh, well, there you go. Under construction GIF floating somewhere in space. Oh, man. <laughs> These are the bomb. Under construction yeah. GIFs. <laughs> oh, geez. So the publication, population. Yeah. Made, made the, the issue... This is the most readership has had right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, so, so what happened after the population? Well, that um, I'm trying to. There's a few hazy years there where you know I mm-hmm. spent more time playing um, Police Quest or Command and Conquer or Warcraft mm-hmm. or Doom or whatever the case was. The game at the time was, um, and until um, later on, I got a job at a computer store for a while selling computers and stuff. And so there's a bit of like web stuff related to that and sort of the online stores coming and, you know, rumors of like, what's going to happen when oh. Hewlett Packard tries to sell directly and skips us middlemen, so to speak, and women salespeople in retail brick and mortar stores. And when Apple kind of launched its first attempts at an online store and we laughed it off at the time. Um, and, and then moved eventually to the university, local university here where I worked, um, selling basically was sort of the Apple guy there, became the Apple guy there and also helped run their website. And that was sort of my introduction to, aside from what I'd been doing personally, tinkering around and stuff, that was kind of my introduction to doing actual building websites, working on the web, um, in a proper way, I guess, and using Dreamweaver three or four or whatever it was. And, uh, everybody about five or six, seven, eight people, all just manually FTPing files, you know, at their leisure into yeah. our website. Exactly. <laughs> Zero chance of any sort of issues with that uh, <laughs> setup. Yeah. You know, who needs GitHub and version control when you've got Dreamweaver? Well, that's how you did it back then. I mean, like, don't don't even like throw those people underneath the bus, man. Like, no, yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. It's not like we knew anything better. There wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Denial of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just makes me like almost sort of throw up in my mouth now thinking about it. How <laughs> bad it. <laughs> Version control was saving the file and then putting a dash zero one after it. Right. And yeah. then, you know, uploading it again when you've made your changes and hopefully you remember what that zero one meant two months right. later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, because documentation, everyone wrote documentation back in the old days, right? Oh, so, yeah. 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 It was carefully commented. <laughs> this price was updated because of, yeah. Right. But yeah, that's, and then eventually out of that, I learned more about building websites proper and started doing it for friends and stuff on the side and then eventually quit and went to work for someone else for a year doing website design and stuff and then started my own little thing little lemon inspired uh website building company for local businesses here okay and uh so that's where that's where i sit today so it's actually lemon productions is that right or it is yeah yeah all right cool and that's basically the two song lemon it is yeah it's Originally, I, was, I had visions of doing more media, like video-related stuff, which is kind of yeah. funny now that I'm sort of circling back around through podcasting and you know yeah. media that way. But originally, I was going to do more video and web stuff was kind of secondary, and uh, I discovered how much money you needed to actually start into video. And so then I thought, 
building websites is a little cheaper <laughs> to start with. Less loans yeah. involved from the bank. Right. Um, so that's why, but yeah, you two inspired uh, fellow, as you know, but for, right. for the listeners anyways, you and I are fellow U2 fans. Yes. Having our own short-lived U2 podcast yeah. at one point in history. <laughs> yeah, which I always say, uh, we had podcasts where we both agreed we liked U2. And then like, yeah. all right. like, well, there's like no differences really between us. Like we're like, oh, well. Yeah. We like U2. Whereas like, yeah, well, now you have a YouTube podcast on your, uh, we'll come up on YouTube in a second. Let me just put a pin in that one for now. So we'll come back to it. Yeah. YouTube put a podcast. bomb in that one. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to go back to your name, Lemon, because I've always asked this because like, I'm not sure if it's an American thing or whatnot, but like the idea of buying a lemon is like not a good thing. And right. so I always wondered why you named your company Lemon Productions because it's like, yeah. doesn't have great call. I mean, as a YouTube fan, I appreciate it, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going for in the population where I live, 200 and some thousand people mm-hmm. in the city I live in, uh, Saskatoon, I was going for, I just want to reach the YouTube fans. In this community. <laughs> Very <laughs> no. niche. Yeah, Very exactly. Niche. I only want to help those people get on the web. Okay. No, it, it is kind of a bit of that like ironic wink, wink, you know, lemon, yeah. and hopefully it's it's something that catches their eye or, or ear yeah. or whatever and makes yeah. it memorable more so than yeah, because lemons here too with cars or whatever is still a is a okay. thing. So okay, yeah, it's not a a good connotation that way. So okay, but sometimes we're too clever for our own good when we're oh man, trust me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was talking to Zoman in the previous episode about naming stuff, and then I still like fall in the trap of naming stuff that's terrible like our topics oh, yeah. was in control which was like a great name on paper but then you put it into a google search and it's just like yeah, yeah. it's just like the worst thing ever so it's um uh, what's the other thing we named i named something else and i was like oh this is great and then you put in you put in the google search and like, oh, this is, what was i thinking so yeah but i just i like i dislike those two abstract names because it just doesn't really mean much anything so it's so i don't know so yeah um i was like that it, name something what, what it is and then uh, the trouble these days is now we're having to say things way more out loud you know like mm-hmm. on podcasts or or whatever and so or video even youtube and stuff as you're doing and so often things you thought were cool on print or on the web even just naming things and now, now you have to actually say it out loud and that's what i often come up with against with people who i'm doing <laughs> podcasts with is like how do you actually say that thing because it's it looks cool on your logo and whatever right of course yeah. i don't have a a thing in front of me that an example, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally get the, yeah, yeah, I get the, I get you. So yeah, like um, there's a company called and yet I think it's a JavaScript company or the developer app company. Sorry, apologies, but it looks cool. The, the letter form looks cool because it's the ampersand. Oh uh, yeah, and, yeah, I know what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, and I was like, uh, <laughs> just like, what do I say? How do I yeah. say it? You know, is it ampersand yet? I don't, I don't really know. But uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so like not breaking space shows, you know, it's like a great thing. Like, yeah, I, it's like not breaking space page two on Google search results. Yeah. As always will be. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Okay. So how did you get into, uh, so, so you've been doing lemon for, for how long? Oh, five or six years, at least on my own fire, five or six years, five years now, I think. And so yeah. on um, your own, like, yeah. you had a partner before or? No, I just be like before. I used to work for somebody else doing okay. for website building for them, and then yeah. Okay. So, cool. So, how, how is it being on your own? Um, well, it's the you know sort of the feast famine of running your own business and mm-hmm. and uh, learning how to deal with 
such feasts and such famines as you come across. And then uh, I think um, I've, I've had office, office space at times and now I'm working out of the home and just, you know, doing the Starbucks thing and, and or, you know, on site with clients and stuff. Yeah. And kind of that, like, I'm an introvert. And so at times it's great, but then at times you're like, oh, I, I actually, I kind of introvert to a point and then I'm yeah. like, crap, I need to see some people, but yeah. I don't want to, it's not like I can go call up a client and be like, hey, do you want to just hang out? <laughs> you don't have to pay me <laughs> or whatever but uh no it's it's been good and and the uh, i i think things like uh, finding communities online with whether it's in various interests podcasting and, and things like that that i find interests shared interest with other people in um something like obviously that slack like everybody's very familiar with has helped as far as um just sort of having people you touch base with each day even just to like hey i'm we're all still alive right <laughs> Right. And so, um, yeah, that's been, it's been fun and, and ke- keeps things interesting. Right. Yeah. I think, and then, um, so when did you start getting into podcasts? I went, I uh, got into podcasts. I mean, listening to them a long time ago, obviously like, uh, Leo Laporte and twit and, and things like that mm-hmm. was sort of my introduction to the whole idea of it. Um, but I started doing podcasts and, and things like that. Um, shortly where was it? Well, the first person, this is a, the story I tell anyways, is I, I convinced my wife to do, uh, not a short-lived, I think we did it for one whole season, a, a podcast about the television show Survivor. And it wasn't so much, like I enjoy the show, I'm not like an insane crazy fan, although I guess by doing a podcast about it, you kind of admitting to something. But, um, yeah, doing doing a podcast about Survivor just to have the excuse to try out the mechanics of how you would record a podcast. Because at the time, uh, two thousand eight, something like that, um, you know, it was definitely was not the most common thing in the world. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was great practice, sort of doing that, and and you know, learning how to put up a website, learning how to submit it to iTunes, all that kind of stuff, um, and then. That was, yeah, sort of, actually, sorry, that was 2010, I think, is when that started. But anyways, um, and uh, yeah, I got into it that way and really fell in love with the idea of, despite the the tremendous fear I had of putting my voice out on the internet in some form. Oh, yeah. um, And just, you know, listening to yourself talk about, well, in that case, Survivor, but anything really, um, you feel like an idiot a bit. And so getting over that fear and... uh, and the rest is history. I don't know if I'm <laughs> <laughs> just skip over the last six years. <laughs> well, like, like it's amazing. Like you talking about survivor, like with your wife or, you know, talking about survivor, it is now a, like a phenomenal, like reaction to TV shows is a phenomenon. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, just like talking dead with, you know, and then, uh, you know, talking dead and, you know, the whole like thing, that's actually a thing that there's actually many production. I'm not gonna say many production, like the, not well, big budget production, but they're small like YouTube productions where they just have shows yeah. and small venues. Like I'm assuming in LA, you know, like small studio space or whatever, someone's basement or something like that, you know, yeah, uh, where they get like good looking uh, actors to, uh, you know, be on there. Like, I'm sorry, good looking actors, but it's like, you know, just people who want to, yeah, sorry, except for me, yeah, but uh, except for, except for us, you know, just like you just sit on the couch and talk about how awesome the TV show was just, yeah, two seconds ago, and and um, so yeah, I find it I find it really fascinating that there's um subculture just about reactions and people trying to glom onto the entertainment industry yeah. that way. So so it's just like, and now around 2010, I think it's bit definitely isn't as big as it used to be. No, no, like I mean, so, you 
there was, I think at the time, an official Survivor podcast or some sort of Survivor video show probably or something afterwards. But yeah. it definitely, like, I, I sometimes think, like, if we had just kept it up, because, I mean, Survivor, yeah. you know, has obviously kept going. It's just started up again last this week. Yeah. Um, you know, if we'd kept it up, the age-old thing of on the web, like, where would we be now? And yeah. would it be popular even? You know, because at the time it was just the two of us talking and we didn't really know what we were doing. And obviously that was okay at that time. And now you sort of have to up your game a bit and in production and, and whatever. But um, yeah. And now, I mean, you're, they're competing to start. Now you're competing with shows that have like former survivor contestants as the hosts of the show <laughs> who are trying yeah. to like keep the momentum going for themselves as a career or whatever. And right. um, so, yeah, I don't know who knows if it would be as possible. It's, it'd be fun still. Like it's something my wife and I actually talked about doing. We like survivor and amazing race are the two sort of reality shows that we enjoy. Yeah. And they both sort of start and end around the same time. So it's kind of like, could be this short run series of a podcast we could do, but yeah. Uh, yeah. As you might yeah. be able to hear, my kid is shouting at me through the window of my office. <laughs> right. So kids are always a fun factor in trying to record podcasts as a married oh, yeah. couple. Yeah. I'm waiting for our, our dog to show up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty nice. Like we had that. We you did you edited it out. Speaking of like distractions, but you edited it out. But like uh, we're talking to Zellman and uh, our Maisie ran up and like like got out into the front yard and you we had to go stop oh, yeah. recording <laughs> of the show and so. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, because like yeah, we did a. Uh, I still wish we could do it, but it's just like our schedules just don't allow it. Is uh. Um, big, I'm a big Flash fan, so we said we did a show like talking after the Flash, yeah. and um, that was just fun. I just, um, um, but we recorded it mostly for YouTube and just did uh, put out there for YouTube and so that. So we had like a bit of bit of a following, but it wasn't that many viewers. So um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's it's funny how like I, I know I sort of helped you with a bit of the setup and stuff, and so yeah. looking at some of the stats, like randomly, a show will just get like 200 uh, views, and yeah. the next one has 20, and you're like, well. What did what did we do? Yeah, what did we do differently? Two hundred yeah. people is it because that episode was so entertaining? And that's even that Survivor Show podcast I do. I still have it archived and and it's served up in in iTunes or whatever. And I can see stats and randomly an episode will get downloaded ten times. And it's like from a show six years ago. Someone <laughs> more than one person potentially is like listening to this old episode, thinking, yeah. "I wonder what Chris's thoughts were on Survivor." <laughs> like, I wonder what he thought about that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember you know, in Survivor it was like. Um, was it how old that show? that show is pretty old now but yeah, uh, i remember like season one season two was how old it man that show was like white hot like you could not um uh you could not not hear about it or, or whatever so, yeah yeah but uh but yeah i remember i remember and then the second season i remember uh you know just the whole uh survivors uh the kind like the speeches that they give at the end of the show and they kick someone off right just total brutal takedowns you know and yeah and now it's kind of like you know um, you know, pretty common, but but Survivor is just like reality. TV, like we can totally digress into reality TV show now. But yeah, I like I can't watch reality TV shows now until like the last four or five episodes because that's when things get really good. Yeah, and then like because you know I used to watch um, uh, so you're thinking of dance, and it's like there's like 20 people and they're all you know, they 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 have the pre-show is like where they weed out people, you know, the whole thing like they weed out people and then you get to the actual show. You have twenty top people, yeah, and then the but even then the twenty top people are like, you you can like list off the first ten people that aren't going to make it to the yeah. top ten, and it was like so when we get to the top ten like oh, okay now we're getting some really good, uh, yeah. good things. But then there's like every once in a while where there's a good, 
dance routine. You're like, oh yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I digress. Even on this, uh, the most recent season of Survivor that just started Wednesday is they didn't even bother. Usually, they introduce all the the cast sort of yeah. as their as the introduction to the series or whatever. They just straight just, up killed them. Yeah, just like <laughs> five people just died on the way here. You won't even bother knowing their name. <laughs> Here's the yeah. cast that made it, and yeah. this person's actually just died. So this <laughs> person got wing room. This person yeah. right here. <laughs> They're billing it as like the most dangerous season yet, and like on the first episode, some lady, one of the contestants, had like a tiny little bug that crawled in her ear, which has never happened before, as as far as Doc they did show it anyways. It was like yeah. burrowing in her ear, and her ear was bleeding for half the episode. It was like oh wow, actually it popped out. And it was just this tiny little. So maybe it is going to be a really sketchy, scary, dangerous survivor. Oh wow, we'll it's all it's all people who've done it before, right? No, not this one. This one's is is all like brand new. They're doing the whole like brains versus brawn versus beauty. Oh, I thought it was like all star recap. They bring people who are oh who yeah came not, back and they, they have been doing that. This time they didn't. Uh, oh okay. But there's kind of a funny like you know the beauty tribe. Let's say well, not that this is the Survivor podcast, but uh, <laughs> we're doing our own talking at the show. Yeah, podcast. Tune in next week for our Survivor Never. podcast. Yeah. But on the beauty tribe, there's like, you know, beauty is a bit subjective. And so you're like, why is that guy on the beauty tribe? <laughs> or why is this person on the brains tribe when they don't really seem that smart and whatever? And so yeah. we'll see where it goes. But anyways, okay. I digress. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, we can talk about TV shows forever. But yeah, so it's like just kind of cool. So you can do podcasts about entertainment shows, obviously, where you can talk about, you know, it's easy to talk about TV shows we've seen. And uh, one of the reasons I like about it is just because there's a shared... You know, not so much now, but you know, there's a shared uh, experience with watching TV shows that we, we, as a society, we don't get as much. You know, like you know, I think I made this point before. It's like you know, people made it like Walter Cronkite. You watch the news because that's how people got their news, mm-hmm. and now everyone's having having their own edited, tailored, you know, not yet tailored or edited, but just they go to the websites where they trust the news more than other people. So they go to their own like political affiliation. Mm-hmm. For news rather than go to a central source for news so it's it's kind of uh people just aren't having this sh- a shared unique experience so that's why i think it's like sports and and uh like, you know is a, is a good thing for that too so let's go circle back to uh um podcasts and so you start out with podcasts as in terms of podcasts of uh you getting involved with them so as so you've been involved with podcasts for a long time i pretty much i've known you and uh and it seems like it's, uh, do you think uh, it's matured or it hit the mainstream <laughs> around the time serial happened or was it before then? Or was it like, well, it's kind of like, before? you know how like there's like, and, and the same thing happens in our mutual interest in like web design world or whatever too, where like yeah. there's sort of waves of popularity and it, yeah. different services or apps or whatever and, and things. And so you, like with podcasting, it definitely has had a wave of, I forget what it would have been in 2012, 2013, but it was kind of like podca- tech podcasts were kind of like a big thing. And you had mm-hmm. people like five by five, Dan Benjamin stuff and Twitter yeah. and, you know, Twit raising all this money to build a new studio and stuff was big, you know, front page news in certain magazines and stuff or whatever. And then it kind of falls away because there isn't like enough critical mass for, you know, real money for just anybody to have a podcast or whatever, I guess. Right. I don't know. And then now it's kind of this second or third, I don't know what wave we'd be on, but of popularity for podcasting with things like Serial and et cetera and Gimlet Media and their whole thing with startup podcasts and stuff. And and people, I think it's kind of like whenever big money kind of gets flashed around in a, in a medium, it kind of just raises everybody's awareness of like, Oh, maybe I could do something over there. And 
Um, it certainly has like spread, you know, like crazy this time, but even still, um, who was I just talking with and where was it? But it was just like a research thing where like still one in 10 people still hadn't heard of cereal. Was that you that yeah. I was talking with? Maybe anyways. Um, so it's not like as much as it's widespread, it still is like, there's a ton of people who still have no idea how to, like my parents have no clue how to use a podcast or even right. listen to anything I've produced ever. I think, unless I've sent them a link to it directly, I think. My first cool. review is from my mom, who's like, "I tried listening, but I fell asleep." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I think that's good. Maybe if my voice is comforting to my mom, at least I don't know. Oh. But um, but yeah, I think in podcast, I don't. I'm no like podcasting pundit as far as that goes. <laughs> I had my own little successes and failures and and stuff. But I think as a medium, anyways, it feels like it's a bit of like the golden age where there's a lot of people, more a lot more people listening. But it still feels like there's a it's kind of just, uh, there's a lot yet to come, I guess. And so oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking there probably is going to be a dip here where, you know, we'll weed out some of the people who've tried, you know, I'm sure there's people who've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in setting a podcast stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, like not necessarily NPR level, but somebody slightly less than that or whatever. And it doesn't produce the listenership and the sponsorship that they were thinking it was going to. Right. And then they'll all die away and people will keep going who really want to keep doing this. And right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's, um, I found like the YouTube, uh, phenomenon for me is when I'm like the YouTube generation, it's for like their podcasting where YouTube has the camera has all built in and they can, uh, just generate stuff, um, and video and content, yeah. you know, whether it's good or great or whatever. Um, and they have their own channel, they have their own voice. And, um, uh, you see that a lot with like, uh, the, you know, the YouTubers, the popular YouTubers and so that they, uh, you know, they're more popular than, you know, TV stars, some of them. Yeah. So, and, uh, but, but Google like owns the whole process. All you need is the hardware and the hardware could be your smartphone or, or, yeah. or a third party phone. And so and very basic uh, equipment, whereas podcasting, you know, it does take, you know, there's no central, uh, you know, device for podcasting, right? Like if you want to do a good job of editing, you know, how many pieces of software and hardware are you using? or to edit a piece of uh, a a podcast. No, exactly. And that's a a friend of mine. She's a fellow podcaster. I think actually maybe in Austin, she is underscore Lindsay P. She goes Lindsay, Lindsey Patterson on -hmm. Twitter, but um, that's her big beef too. And we've gone back and forth and talked about, she's written some articles and stuff that I I can link to in the show notes later (laughs) or whatever. But um, you know, just on that idea of like was, you know, SoundCloud is kind of like the closest thing we'd have to like a quick, easy podcast host, but even them, they don't have the near the penetration and the spread and awareness that YouTube would be like. Um, and even the, like the fact that like uh, at good stuff, we've, some of us have started playing Minecraft together. Right. And so we'll, 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 some of us will stream it out on Twitch, which then that's free to do. And you can upload that to YouTube, you know, automatically. And that's free to do. So I've got, what did I say? Like five hours of Minecraft footage of me just staring at my screen, playing Minecraft HD footage, free upload to YouTube. No problem. Right. Right. But my little five-minute solo podcast, I have to pay for a host somewhere <laughs> to host this 20-megabyte you know, MP3 file or whatever. Right. And it feels so backwards. Like, And I know mm-hmm. like, you don't have to email me. I, I'm well aware of lots of different hosts that are out there. <laughs> but Chris, have you heard about this? Yeah. But uh, visit feed, feed.press. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it is kind of still feels backwards. Like, why can the video folks get away with this for free? And we're, us audio nerds are having to like scrounge and save and you know scrap our way to just get our stuff out there and 
And certainly yes. the process of like just getting into iTunes and, you know, them being sort of this gatekeeper, but they're not like a, a helpful gatekeeper right. in the way that YouTube would be. YouTube is like, oh, your video, it's a little shaky. It's a little color. Do you want us to fix it for you? Can we do this? Can we do that? You know, obviously they have a vested interest in making some money off your video, whereas right. Apple and iTunes is kind of like, yeah, it's there. And yeah. there, there's, there is people who are very helpful uh, at Apple. Hi, Steve, if you happen to watch. But the, <laughs> the whole process is definitely like, we're selling iPhones and this is like one aspect of the way that, you know, we hope to encourage people to listen and use our, right. our devices. So we're not like making a marketplace. We don't want to do that. We don't want to make ads and stuff. And so we're left to third parties trying to like find a way to do this outside of that. And it just always feels like, um, it's just always feels like it's a secondary third or whatever kind of marketplace that when everybody really knows iTunes and stuff is sort of the where it's at. So yeah, like a subchild, unwanted subchild. So yeah, so that's my yeah. soapbox. So uh, yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, was it this week? Was it this week that uh, uh, you know, with with the other good good stuff? You know, we're on the Good Stuff Network, and uh, Google Play is actually going to be coming out with his own podcast directory. Is that right? Or yeah, though they have it out apparently in the states, and now it's maybe worldwide, and so you can. That'll be a new potentially something new i think i would hope that that maybe puts a little bit of a fear of like for apple where they could see like if if google owns a lot of the same podcasting space that they do with video mm. potentially they could you know and then there'll be people like um podcast purists or whoever you want to whatever you want to call it who don't want to put their trust in google with this because you know they'll sell ads at the beginning in the middle like right now in five right. years somebody will be listening to this and the podcast ad will or an ad will appear right now <laughs> Go buy McDonald's. There we are. Their yeah, tasty future McNuggets are awesome. <laughs> but, tasty uh, new future sauce. Exactly. Frog sauce. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> I don't understand. Apparently, I said serious sauce at some point. I guess. Serious. <laughs> wondering what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't get your frog sauce. Is there something else I can help you with? No, Siri, I'm fine. But yeah, it, it, I think there's interesting, interesting things that as long I feel like the the more people that are in this space is good. Um, mm -hmm. And but I, I hope it does sort of settle down in the same way. Uh, like just like with YouTube, there's always going to be other places to put video. You can go to oh, Ostia really? or Vimeo or who, you know third party other companies that try and get in that space. But there's yeah. at least one sort of acknowledged. If you want to go find a video of Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Kelk or whatever you can go yeah. on YouTube and you know you'll find it kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's YouTube, but there's also like, like really great social media. I uh, think I think I actually learned this in podcasting camp back in like five years ago. I actually went to a <laughs> podcasting camp in Ohio, um, which was weird. It was a real experience for me. But um, <laughs> uh, it was just like, hey, if you have video, just put it everywhere, like Vimeo, anywhere, Daily Motion, just put it anywhere. So yeah. and uh, just for a search engine breaking like that so it's it's pretty so that's a pretty good thing but yeah i mean you, yeah youtube is like the number two search engine you know, apparently or the number one for for video so i just feel like just park it there see what happens yeah. so but um yeah. but yeah so that's one of the reasons why like, I, I i record a lot of the shows that for not Market space at youtube it's just you know i just feel like it's you know it's be interesting just to record the studio space and hang out and go hang out and whatever and just uh, record it and see uh, see what happens. And so, um, and just so yeah, I think that's well, even a, and a lot of the like we were saying, a lot of the other services that are out there that do this kind of thing, whether it's like say mm. Twitch with the video streaming, 
yeah. or Blab is another like you know conferencing thing. They all tie and say, but you can always upload your video to YouTube. Like that's sort of acknowledged as the you're going to end up doing it anyway. So let's just save you a step kind of thing. Um, right. I mean, Twitch is like you know it's it's a gaming thing, but that was actually what Justin TV before it yeah, yeah. discovered gaming, and then you said like, oh wait, people are seriously into watching other people game and um and so they just they dropped what they were doing and uh, which is sad because i actually had a justin tv account um but uh oh yeah yeah me too. and uh, <laughs> yeah it's back in the day but uh and i have a twitch account i believe I go, but you know i'm not a big gamer so i don't know but twitch uh, is fascinating as a platform like that's to me mm-hmm. it's it's interesting just uh, and i played around with it a bit like i was saying with the minecraft thing but even streaming out some of the podcasts whether you like to youtube or to uh, Twitch, there's free software. If anybody ever wants to mess around with, you can use called OBS, mm-hmm. uh, Open OBS. Broadcast Standard, I think. I'll put a link in the show notes or Chris okay. or whatever. But uh, and it's it's like it's crazy. Again, it's one of those things where like you kids don't know how good you have it these days. Because, <laughs> like just to do for my little computer here, we can stream HD video out to yeah. you know either Twitch or YouTube directly with like maybe a five second delay, and and that just happens. That's just accepted that that's normal now and uh and so it's just kind of fun to play with it i love that idea of like um being able to stream what you're doing to the web obviously to interested parties not just to anybody but and and even the gaming thing is kind of fun just uh we we've done like i said we've done it a little bit and and you get the odd person watching and it's not like we're doing it for money or profit or whatever we're playing the game anyways but um it's just kind of fun to see how that platform is developing and the kind of stuff that's going on there it's the amount of again money involved in some of the, that stuff esports and stuff is crazy and the audiences are huge like i saw a guy tweet the i guess there's a uh hearthstone like the sort of warcraft card trading trading game mm-hmm. that you play has tournaments this weekend somebody can is probably like knocking their head against the window <laughs> and like why doesn't he know what he's talking about but anyways and there's like tournaments in like the LA, you know, some big stadium in LA or whatever, where people are just watching people play a video game. Right. And that's not crazy anymore. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to us from back in the day or whatever. And it would sound ludicrous to my parents maybe, but it's just like accepted and normal now. And so, yeah. Well, I mean, there's like, uh, like parties at theater, movie theaters, right. Where you get together and and people, a either watch a, uh, a land party, like at a movie theater, people just like, play games and they either watch a gaming competition elsewhere or they play against each other. Yeah. And I think, which is like, totally, which is totally awesome. Cause like that's movie theater is totally geared for that. Right. So you have yeah. a big screen. Um, they're all showing digital movies now. So they don't have to show big reels of, of film silioids. They're all ready for digital. They probably have a good fast internet connection. Yeah. And um, you know, that's, they have butter popcorn and nachos, you know, so they're ready to <laughs> sell you food. So I sit there. So, Unlike a, a you know, a Starbucks. So yeah, but yeah. So, <laughs> so be the next thing when Starbucks gets into online gaming somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be like artisanal gaming though, right? It'd be like, <laughs> would you like your pong? Yeah, I would love to play some pong right about now. That'd be great. Uh, this Pac-Man, like, oh my god. So, yeah. No Dota allowed. <laughs> Just can you keep it quiet while you're this Pac-Man. Like, oh sure. <laughs> uh, don't. I'm trying to web design over here with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man so but you're now in charge of or i guess you're just, i assume you're in charge of i i hope not uh the good stuff <laughs> platform the uh the media empire yeah that is good stuff so I'm, um I'm so how is crumbling 
that crumbling. I didn't say crumbling. I don't know why. Uh, I'm still here. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, so so you run a network of podcasts. So how is uh, which is you know I find very fascinating. But uh, I appreciate uh, that number of spaces here. Trust me. Um, <laughs> and because uh, I have no idea where I go. But, uh, yeah. So how is that? You know, like just running because you have uh, other people, other shows that you know. Are you in charge of their? You're not in charge of their editorial content. You're not in charge of their. Uh, how many times they produce a show, you know, and is, right. is, are you just like, you know, how, how is it like doing that? Well, it's kind of like um, back in the, again, like to whatever age old, you know, five years ago in the internet times or whatever, uh, back in those days, that was kind of like the, you could do a podcast on your own, but it was really cool to have it be a part of a, like a bigger thing, a network, uh, you know, mm-hmm. again, like going back to the twit thing or whatever and like, wow that would be amazing and like they just look like they're having so much fun and that's to me is always the part of it is like as much as i love the idea of doing podcasts myself it's also the community that in that case leo laporte and others who've since come past it or come from that or whatever have built around this thing and it was um something that i always aspired to want to do and build and and be a part of and and that's sort of where um originally it was called sskTn.com which is like just my city's name without vowels, which was, you know, very web 2.0. Of me. Well, that's a lot of vowels, though, man. You, you, yeah. you admitted a lot of vowels. <laughs> and again, that's one of those things where it was clever to uh, register the domain, but much more difficult to just like roll off your tongue when you're saying yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, some guys and I, Adam and Tim and I started Good Stuff a few years ago, and Adam and Tim have since gone on to different things, better things, some Apple y things. Um, and so, uh, now myself and and Kyle Roderick kind of gives me help running this thing, and it's not a. I would say it's like a not for profit because it doesn't make a profit, but we're not. A, it's not for <laughs> altruistic yeah. reasons or whatever. Um, but uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of shows. Three guys, three questions. I guess we're grownups now. The morning show is a fun show with Kyle and Kenny that they do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Non breaking space. Um, the YouTube podcast and. Um, and so it's it's a fun place. It's sort of an excuse to get together with other podcast nerds and put out shows. And there's a bit of like guidance, you know, like you and I have chatted about like, hey, what if you had this mic or what if you did this? And, you know, yeah. you know there's kind of that community aspect to it. But it's not like uh, until such time as we can either afford to or we grow big enough to warrant having, you know, salespeople involved or pursuing more sponsorship deals. We're certainly open to sponsorship deals and stuff, obviously, <laughs> anybody's right. listening. But um the the idea of uh yeah having time to focus on that right now we're just focusing on having fun creating content hopefully that's interesting to people funny interesting mm-hmm. you know um and just sort of exploring this medium uh on an ongoing basis and see where where it takes us exactly i guess so yeah yeah well i think it's pretty pretty cool i think because it's just you know everyone network and people doing things like in the the morning show i just want to list that like so the morning show used to be called transmission but now it's morning show is that right yeah okay. and then I think um, for seo and uh and because it sort of describes more of what they're about. right so. yeah and that's what, one of the weird things like i learned about vidcon was that people are really into morning shows now like they they will upload their show at you know six o'clock in the morning or whatnot or every morning so that when people get up you know they have a fresh show in the morning to start their day and so uh yeah so there's at least three YouTubers I know that, that that do that, and so that I I met at uh, or I've heard of at the con. Yeah. So it's just like, huh. 
which which goes back to like one well they actually do a really somewhat polished job but they also like you know they record the shows can't put them in cans like and it's you know it's not like stuff that we're like we're talking about this now and we want to push it out this episode as soon as we get it done and so it's kind of more timely but they, they'll do shows where they talk about science facts which can be like in the can for weeks and nothing's oh, gonna like yeah. really happen so it's like you know so but yeah so that, that's one thing I, I that's one thing i dislike about uh youtube is i i i'm tired of science youtube shows you know just like like hey another guy explaining minerals to me like, i'm like i'm good to go guys you know i can <laughs> like one is fine five got it covered but if so i need what, another show, what kind of youtube show is something that christopher schmidt would watch Oh man, uh, talking after the flash would be great. No, that'd be great. No, I was joking. Uh, no, um, what really? I'm just really into a lot of um, great question, Chris. Love it. I love you. Like, turn the tables on me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like into interview role. Oh yeah. Well, what about you, Chris? <laughs> what do you want? Um, um, yes, that's the thing. Like right, the the tough nut to crack is make something interesting on YouTube. So. Um, but yeah, it just has to be. Uh, I, I will tell you the same answer that everyone at VidCon said on how to make it be a great YouTube video star. All right, okay, get a piece of paper out. All right, I write this one down. Number one, be authentic. <laughs> just write that down. Okay, now you want to underline the authentic part right. twice. <laughs> All right. And then number two is like, go back to number one and. Uh, <laughs> And just start all over from there. That's just like 10x your <laughs> authenticity. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like yeah. be authentic every time is like was the answer. And I was like, okay, <laughs> beyond that, how do we get a good story? You know, <laughs> how we how we tell something that's captivating to users. Uh I got nothing on that. So but the authentic part, that's the stuff. Which Classes. is kind of like, you know, going back to the podcasting waves, like there's definitely that. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to crash. The I mean, and it will someday, I'm sure, and something will take its place. But the YouTube thing is like, it is all these people who genuinely just started out talking about their life and like complaining right. about their hair and their whatever, and their <laughs> kids or stuff. And like, that was good enough back then. And so they build up a big enough audience. And, and there's mm -hmm. like new people who've started since then, obviously. But the production value is sort of the bar has been raised right and yeah. you can't get away with just like talking to your webcam about your life unless you have i guess super authenticity <laughs> <laughs> unless you're like are super rich or like look at this or something like, like rich kids yeah. that instagram or something like that yeah but also i feel like um you have vine right which is also like seven seconds i don't know like seven seconds or whatever that you have so there's vine stars and so um and i i the this is my theory on vine how to be successful on vine is that you think of a really uh, almost like a dad joke, right? Like just something like the dad, a joke the dad just would say, like really kind of cheesy joke. And then you film that joke. And because the dad joke is very simple, like, I, you know, just, you know, something really simple a dad would say, like, like laugh, like, oh, 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 yeah. And you just film that for seven seconds. <laughs> and then you do a hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Vine star. That's, that's my theory. Uh, one day I'll, I'll do a Kickstarter and I'll just approve that for my scientific starter. So <laughs> that's my YouTube series I'd watch. There to, is some uh, really, like they are creative, crazily creative and talented. Mm -hmm. Some of the way the folks are just like shooting video for mm -hmm. Vine. But yeah, it is, it does feel a bit like the internet is starting to circle back around, right? Like some of the things we read about, like, can you believe that so-and-so did mm -hmm. this with whatever? Yeah. And it's like, 
I remember linking to that onto my blog like 10 years ago and now yeah. we're all like sharing it again because someone else rewrote that story and then it'll get retold on 99% Invisible in the podcast form. It's like, did yeah. you hear about the way Austin's lights or whatever, or radio sings or whatever? I can't remember what the story was. Oh, what yeah, Austin the did. towers. Yeah. yeah, the towers. It's like, yeah. I'm sure 10 years ago, Jason Cocky linked to that on a, and, <laughs> some Wikipedia yeah. entry and it was like, oh my goodness, and we all shared it and now it's like, now we're hearing it in audio form. And <laughs> Right, yeah. It's, so it's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, Oh man, yeah. Ninety-nine percent that kind of grates my nerves a little bit because it's like it's talking about design stuff, right? It's like it's almost like uh, um, just talking about obvious, like design things that, as a designer, I take notice of, but I don't think about like I should do a whole podcast about you know X Y Z. Because I just I find that when I talk about it, like and all the all the positive to them, they actually, if I find if I talk about it, I find it extremely boring, but. Uh, you so, know, Roman Mars is in voice. Oh my gosh. Where they, the way that they're, I got to start doing this on podcasts where I like say, and this is Christopher Schmidt. And then you say, I'm Christopher Schmidt. That's Matt Andrews. My name is Matt Andrews. I teach American history. And then they <laughs> repeat things for extra emphasis, which I find so cheesy to actually do. Like if I've ever, I've, you know, I've made a little attempts to record and edit and produce a more produced show. But I just feel so cheesy doing it. But like, I don't know how in the studio he can be like, and just like repeating the one word that the person before just said, like, just said, you know. And it's like, okay, we all just heard it. <laughs> I know you're just repeating it for effect, and that it obviously works. And I can't like knock you for doing that. But like, does no one else feel like odd <laughs> that he just repeated that again? So <laughs> like you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear it? But, but uh, I would do the the uh, the NPR thing, which is like. Um, this is what I think of it. Very like, so someone says it's telling their story, right? And then they come to some conclusion or something happens, and there's like a pregnant pause. Like, pff, let me just sorry, I just spit all over everyone. But there's a <laughs> pregnant pause for like you know just like this whole thing, and then music kicks in, and then she picks up the story, keeps on going, like yeah. some sort of revelation. Like, and that's when I knew I was being stalked. slack podcast they have a podcasting 101 on how to make a podcast but it's all like mocking all the cliches (laughs) that we've already established the first thing you want to focus on is how you sound you don't want to sound like a reporter you want to sound like a regular person so use the word like 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 a lot and you want to take pauses pauses that feel like they may go on too long. Right about now, you're going to want to change the music. This is a different piece of music. It's not intrusive. It's atmospheric. You might even say it's generic. It's an- Which again is like, it's such a, going back to podcasting, it's such a funny thing because this medium is relatively young. Right, it's not established. So all these things that are cliches right now, you mm-hmm. know, will be gone in a year or two. I'm sure we replace with something new or whatever. Just I think it'll right. move as fast as the web has. Well, well, like that's what like what design like so like what design is like we we spent like a a decade to two decades borrowing a lot from print media, right? And so yeah, and now like a, a uh, web ahead or which web ahead, yeah, Jen, yeah, Jen. Like she, her talk right now is about borrowing because CSS is so advanced now, and we have all this. Uh, browsers now that can do it. They handle a lot of things that why aren't we doing cool layouts like we could, could do in print 
and um, which is cool, which is weird because like we're cycling back to we should not be uh, ch- tied down and chained by print media or TV media, you know, what we do. And so we've, we've, we've grown up, you know, we've, we, we've gotten that. And then we've also had to deal with mobile devices now. Like, so we're kind of free from, you know, whatever print could do because it's a fixed mm-hmm. media. And now like, now we're like, we should be inspired by print design again. Like, yeah. I'm like, Holy cow. Seriously. We just spent forever <laughs> trying to get away from them. So yeah. uh, it's a great talk in terms of like learning how to do cool things with CSS. But, uh, um, but, yeah, but in the, podcasting, it seems like we, Almost like you and I should go seek out like the 60 or 70, 80 year old person who used to do radio dramas back yeah. in the 40s to like audiences of thousands and just hire them to like produce the podcast now. And they'd be like, so I can just like sit here, hit a button and it just goes out to the world instantly. I don't have to worry about radio frequencies and making sure they tune in at the right time. You know, right, like yeah. That kind of angle on stuff that was all so hard back then because we can just produce that kind of stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like more my. It's so boring, like it's for me to say this. I love, but like, uh, uh, I love listening to old radio dramas and uh, listening to how they do things. And a lot of them, you know, fifties, sixties era, like they're so cliche, they're so stereotypical, and yeah. sometimes racist. But uh, it's you know, but for for them listening to how they could uh, do sound effects and right. do of course like in uh, the actors who. Are, working professionals like there's this job is like to be a voice actor uh not like for like a panda three kung fu panda three or whatever yeah but uh but yeah just to be serious about coming up and like today i to play a murderer on a radio uh you know you know detective show today so i think that's pretty i think it's pretty pretty cool that they yeah. you know could do that and so it's, you know do you and to find people who do that you know professionally like you know radio dramas like that's why the things i like about the podcast uh Fireside Theater, you know that was really not a Fireside, not not them, but the they, Fireside Theater is an old comedy troupe. But the um, oh, Thrilling oh. Adventure Hour, that's the one. Okay, Thrilling Adventure Hour. They, that was a great podcast because uh, they would they would make fun of old time radio, but uh, but they would put like kind of a, a their unique you know comedy spin on things. So they had like an old Western radio uh, sketch that they would do. They would do a future sci-fi show that's based off of 50s sci-fi and right yeah. they do a spoof on superheroes so um so yeah it's really great show and they just they, but they've been doing it for 10 years and they wanted to move on to other things too so yeah. but every, every month they would come out with uh, a new, new show so uh but yeah so but yeah so there's people who do it like so like but all in, in a way like podcast is different than radio though so but it's still a lot of, a lot of uh, you know ties to it so Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can learn from it. So, but uh, I'm not sure in what ways podcasting can be different, other than you, you know, instead of needing a team of engineers and producers to do a '60s uh, radio drama, you, know, you can just get a, a MacBook Pro and yeah, do it yourself. So I don't know. Well, and there's people out there like I, I, I feel bad in a way for people who are trying to get into podcasting now that who think like like 99 invisible or serial or whatever is like that's the bar. Uh-huh. Um, but there is people like um, Aaron Mankey who does the Lore podcast, is like a just just one guy, one dude who mm-hmm. writes, records, edits, produces this show that's like ranking right up there in alongside some of those other popular shows, and you know setting, doing really well and and getting lots of you know support. He has the Patreon thing and stuff like that, and basically it's his full time job now. Is this one podcast that he started doing and um, 
and he just started it maybe maybe two years ago, but you know a year ish kind of thing. And so it certainly is possible to do it and do it in an interesting way that's unique. And obviously, there's just all the like factors of luck and having a good voice and having parents who buy you some gear, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Um, you know, besides just the hard work of actually doing it, plus authenticity. You have to yes. be authentic. Number one, <laughs> authenticity. But then I think number two is actually just staying with it. I think that's the, I think yeah. it's, because it's, it's like, you know, uh, you're talking to Chris Corey, he'll be the first one to tell you that, like, his success with CSS Tricks wasn't overnight. It was steady uh, working it over, over years, many years mm-hmm. of okay, getting working. So. And that's what yeah. I think I, I've been struggling with. That's interesting you bring up Chris because I remember I was thinking about him starting out, you know, way back when. I, I didn't know him then. I read CSS tricks and stuff and sort mm-hmm. of followed him on the various things as, as he's kind of grew. But what it was interesting to me for him and what other people could maybe take away from his story is like he basically journaled his learning process on yeah. CSS tricks. And like I was thinking about that with podcasting. Like I don't do that. I just like, you know, I keep it in myself. I find articles. I figure out how to right. do something. But then I just like just let it sit there, and right. and there's part, some people who are afraid to like give that information away. Somehow it's going to like reveal your secrets or whatever. And that's what was great again about what Chris did is like here's mm-hmm. everything I'm learning, and maybe I'm going to screw up. Like I remember watching screencasts right. of his. It was like, oh crap, I sh- forgot to like trying to figure out my SQL or something at the time, and like <laughs> right, yeah, and that's that's something really important. Like it's it's like we have this uh, already like you know, explained to me, but it's been around forever. But just like abundance mentality that there's if you have an ability to think there's always enough for everyone then you should have to worry about you know trying to store your knowledge right uh, and then also our industry is kind of weird that you know people can copy things pretty easily like you know it's copy paste and view source yeah. so it's it's pretty easy for people to learn uh how to deconstruct things and so um so back in the beginning when people were just trying to learn what web design was if you know we actually like shared a lot of things there were one that that made web designers you know as there is now but um but yeah, but I think sharing the knowledge, um, sharing the idea is a lot better than keeping it to yourself, which is, and um, because it, one, it proves that you know what you're doing, two, like it, teaching someone, running it down, uh, teaches you how to say that you've learned that, what you've mastered, and three, you're actually helping someone to do it. And so, and Sarah Dresner actually talks about, like, I think it was Sarah, could have been Brenda, but uh, she talked about how, like, how do you ten, teach 10, the power of 10, you know, it's like to, right. to teach people 10 times, to teach people, teach 10 people how you did it, you just created like 10 engineers, you know, so yeah, uh, I pretty much, pretty much butchered that, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I think that. it's like if you teach um, a person to podcast, you've taught them how to go fishing or something, sort of <laughs> analogy like that, I don't know how it works. But oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I have hopes, I think, uh, you know, what was that link that Apple like, is something we can say or not? But like Apple has a link to like connect dot Apple or whatever that that was. Yeah, they're doing a new like sort of their what they have for app developers and stuff for podcast producers. I think is what they're okay that new portal basically. So okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it looks similar to how they do uh, eBooks and and whatnot. Right. And so I was, ah oh, man, I tried to publish an eBook through them it was really <laughs> really disconcerting. So I don't know. It feels like with YouTube, like the podcasting and YouTube crossover stuff is like people say you should you go on YouTube and put your stuff on YouTube. And, yeah. and you, you hear like back from anybody who you ask about watching it. They're like, oh, I never have time to watch it. <laughs> like, why would 
<laughs> and so why don't you just have the audio? Because I can listen to the audio wherever I want. Don't put it on YouTube. Yeah. Like, oh, what are we? <laughs> can't I'm just going to yeah. fax everybody a copy of the transcript. Oh, yeah. If you could fax it, that would be great. If you could photocopy that, too. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll send that. it to your TBS reports. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood fax machines. That's one thing. That's one technology. I like, I've, I've not really. Like, my accountant has finally gotten off the fax machine kick, which is like a big win. But now I have to go through like 15 steps for my security. Uh, oh, yeah. to, well, my email document, I have to go through like 15 steps, which is not uh, not not my uh, not how we would actually solve all our problems. In my, no. my local I have like two factor authentication to get my video onto Twitch, but anybody can just get into my bank account if they know my cat's first name and my last initials or whatever. <laughs> it's mousy pants. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I don't think I don't know, but uh, mousy pan. That's not what it is. So. <laughs> but uh yeah so i don't know like where, where should we uh where do you think podcasts is going in the future which is a total question a hypothetical question i set you up for failure on that one but <laughs> remember when chris said this yeah uh i think it's still going to keep growing like i said i think there's still lots of opportunity and market for for people to new new listeners basically for shows mm-hmm. i don't know where like the sort of whatever you want to call us like say good stuff Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing is going to land in the future. Like there, there will always be space for people just creating your own stuff. Cause you can, as long as the web is open or relatively open, mm-hmm. you can, uh, you know, put your own stuff out there. And so just a matter of, I, I would guess some player of some sort, like whether like YouTube with video is going to rise up and be sort of the dominant place you need to be at mm-hmm. some point, whether that's Google play or whether it's iTunes and they do something, some sort of revamp or whatever. But um, yeah. And I think, I think it'll uh, it'll settle down again for a while, I'm sure, and then something crazy will happen with some person doing some sort of podcast about something. All right, and, All right yeah. Chris, I'm going to put you down on this day. You said something will happen. <laughs> something is going to happen. I'll try and be I'm more ambiguous. Like, <laughs> should like that into stone so that we don't forget that something's going to happen and then uh, come back 10 years from now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, put it in a time capsule. <laughs> I, I always be a thing. I always attribute that to you to be a Canadian. I'm sorry to say it, but like you're so nice. Like it's going to happen, and it's going to be really quiet. So I'm not it sure. Goes, that's it. it goes against that's like Sue, my wife, listens to my personal podcast that I do, yeah. and she's like, "Why don't you just like t- share your opinions more?" So <laughs> it's a Canadian thing, but also me like feeling going back to when I started podcasting of like being nervous that the wrong person's going to listen or I'm going to thank somebody somehow <laughs> okay. by admitting that I, I don't know, whatever. So the fact I that there's, I was going to say, the fact that there's shows like on Gimlet, I just listened to a show called Sampler where they're just like basically repeating other podcasts and letting you know about, oh, I just triggered Siri on my end. Uh, <laughs> the, the fact that they're just like playing highlights from other podcasts and same yeah. thing here in Canada and CBC, there's a um, Anyways, it's a show where they highlight other podcasts, basically. Oh, it's a sampler pack, right? It's like a sampler, like of, yeah. And or they're like, just like they'll play like an episode of a show yeah. that's been whatever. And so, like, we're at yeah. that point already. And there's like, even the folks who are behind uh, Slack's podcast; they're actually a Canadian production company. Yeah, and they you can send in your audio stories to them for I don't know a thousand dollars or whatever, and if they oh, yeah. in, a, in a show, so like it's definitely like there's the marketplace now for audio that wasn't oh, yeah. there before, right? And so yeah. Um, Theoretically, as as I found out too, there is you know room for people to do interesting things and make interesting careers out of being involved in podcasting. So right. it's it's fun, it's exciting. I think yeah, it's podcast uh, digest, right? So it's like a Reader's Digest 
podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. No, no, we kind of take the best bits and put them into one one stream. Pretty awesome. So we talked about we would talk about it here, but we haven't we haven't talked about it yet. But we talked a little bit about Twitch, which is a gaming. I guess it's a, it's a video gaming service, right? Yeah. All right. I guess that's the best way to describe it. And so a game that we talked about that came out last week. I guess it came out last week. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Firewatch. Yeah. By the people who make uh, Panic Software, and um, they have a new the Campo Santo. Uh, we talk about that. We'll talk about it for a little bit. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it later on in a different show. Um, yeah, um, that way, but, yeah, it's all sorts, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a first time game. Um, it's for mature players and not talking about age, but also talking about mat- emotional maturity, which is I'm not sure how I got to play with it, but uh, <laughs> uh, so then you know, but it's also like it's just a great, you know, it's uh, it's about a story of a guy in a relationship and complications happen. And so he gets a job for summer in the mountains as a fire watch. And his only form of contact is with someone else who's a fire watch is a boss. And she's on a different station and she, and they never meet, but it's only through this radio contact, this whole show and, and, um, things happen and all like mysteries happen. And so, uh, that storm knocked out the phone line I used to talk to the service, which means we're cut off. I'll see what I can do. You think you'll take to it? Being out here? The isolation gets to people. It's definitely gotten, it's, it's been interesting to watch just from in the tech circles as this company, like you said, Panic, developed yeah. in conjunction with Campo Santo, I think is the name. Yeah. This game. Yeah. So Panic doesn't normally make games, obviously, but they're known for like sort of interesting, well-crafted yeah, it's, yeah. So they so, make uh, FTP uh, transmits. Yeah, where they do like, uh, Coda with. Yeah, I use Coda all the time, and and I love stuff. their uh, status bar board uh, app. Yeah, because uh, I because I, I use it for monitoring stuff at the E4H. Right. Lot, um, so yeah. So you but, knew like it was going to be a well done piece of software. Well, I knew um, they had. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's uh, Ollie Moss is a designer. Yeah, on board, and he does some great, fantastic artwork. He's well, probably well known for the uh, Star Wars posters that came out uh, five or six, seven years ago. Oh, right. Uh, that had like kind of like the, um, if you think of it, uh, true was it True Detective? Yeah. Uh, HBO kind of like that whole like uh, uh, fade in photograph of like I don't know I forget the style is but like have the faces but faces there's a landscapes inside the faces and some of that too so he had that type of effect on the Star Wars posters for. Yeah, like one for Star Wars, New Hope, that one for Jedi, and Empire Strikes Back, and so he has a very unique style, and so they hired him to do it. So he's like, and so well, he's a great talent. So having him on board was just, was awesome. Yeah, uh, to do it, so you know it's gonna look good. It actually does look great because you actually walk around. It's a well, I guess a walker type game. Yeah, and even camera, you actually take photos of how beautiful everything looks. You know, you, and you actually have them printed and sent to your house. Yeah, so, pretty crazy. <laughs> They can do that, but uh, I was yeah. gonna say it's it's interesting though, like in the particularly in the sort of the Apple world, like which is where Panic Software lives, mm-hmm. to see how people respond to a game that I can tell, like even some people don't normally play games, so they're trying this out because they know you know vicarious or via Panic Software that they like, mm-hmm. so they'll try this game out, which um, and and I'm just always curious to see how they all react and what their sort of review is because I'll. You know, I don't know if how you played, but like sometimes when I was playing it, I'd get like stuck on a spot, or like 
you're like, am I just going to run around for a while? Like, what's, what am I supposed to do here or whatever? Or right. like a glitch in the game, a small glitch, and you're like stuck on a rock and you can't uh-huh. and, and it's obviously like a, just a software bug or whatever. Right. And I was able to, you know, sort of get myself free <laughs> or whatever. Um, but Panic traditionally has really good positive reviews from most Apple nerds anyways. Right. So would they feel obligated to like sort of give them great reviews on this game just mm-hmm. by virtue of them developing this other stuff and sort of wanting them to do well? Um, but also like on places like Steam and IGN and other like video game places, they have like a really like a nine out of 10 or nine and a half out of 10 rating and review for this game. So it's obviously it's universally kind of accepted as doing being a right. good game by games. Yeah, games. I'm not a really traditional gamer either. So it's, it's a very unique game inside. Uh, I really want more, you know, but uh, and I don't think I want more, which I think sort of proves me like I don't want more in terms of, of it being a negative, like in terms of like I wish which there was some bits, like I wish there was more in the story. I wish there was more of that, but I felt like I won more because I wanted to hear the stories that were being told, you know, the, the, yeah. you know, the characters in the game. And that made me one sad, but maybe two realize I'm sad for fictional people, but two, <laughs> um, you know, which is like, you know, like a really great work of fiction, right? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. I'm really like, Hey, these people, these characters are going to stick with me from now on, you know, cause we're talking about them these people as they actually existed. Right. So, yeah. and they came to life with you know, voice. Act- we talk about voice acting podcast usually, but there's two great voice actors in this, um, in this game. So it was really great to, to have that. So I feel like that's, it, I think they accomplished a really great uh, game in, in terms of that. You look at it in terms of that way um, in terms of, and, uh, and I felt like, you know, the, to get into the game was kind of long, but it was like, kind of like you choose your own answers to choose how you, but I always, always felt like, you know, it was kind of a cheat because I felt like no matter what questions I asked, answered how they answered in the beginning, I'm still gonna get. I still, it's like a, it's like a ride at Walt Disney. No matter what I choose, I still like that boat still has to go through the same path. Yeah. Through that ride, right? So I was like, no matter what I choose, I'm like, I'm gonna be a Sith Lord. You know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, I still have to get to the game. So it's, it's, uh, you know, I felt like, um, but, but, having said that, there was like some moments with the first day that you're there that um, that freak you out. Like you, you come across uh, uh, people that are skinny dipping and then you come across this guy with a flashlight in your face as a yeah. storm is coming on, which is crazy, right? So that, like, I one of those things where, like, I'm being stalked, I'm stalking people unintentionally, like, oh my gosh. I wanted more of that, whatever that was, I wanted more of that, like, three or four more times um, in the game. And it never really felt like I felt like I was like alone in the wilderness sometimes. I thought that was kind of crazy, but I felt like which is you know which I'm playing a game in my you know, whatever. But yeah. I felt like oh my gosh, I'm scared to death. But um, oh yeah, so that that's my my only complaint, like my main complaint. I wish I was more like um, there. I'm not crazy. I just see something happening, and I'm like something crazy is going on, and and um, and it's like and also I felt like sometimes the person I was talking to the other land the communicator, she was not really like, you know, considerate or whatever. Like, like she, it's like, Oh, like, Oh, you ran into someone like, no, someone, there's a thunderstorm coming. Some guy made a point, like very clear that he was looking for me yeah. and then went away <laughs> as a storm is approaching. And then the yeah. person on the other, like, she's like, Oh, whatever, dude. Yeah, head back to your head back to your watch. It's like there's no door that locks on there. I'm not going back there. Why would I yeah. go back when there's some stranger out here? Yeah, it's some bear could go up the stairs. It was like, yeah, no, whatever. 
<laughs> I know. So I feel like the first half, I think, with, at the risk of, like, if you haven't played the game, obviously, I think stop yeah. listening. Like, we're not going to spoil it, but you'll yeah. spoil it playing it for you anyways. It's like yeah. the first half, it feels like was really intense and they kind of had to rush the ending maybe. And I could see it happening in a creative you know, where you're just like, we've already spent two years on this. We had the first half of the story really intense. And then our second album, the second half was yeah. kind of like, oh crap, we have to put out something now. Like, let's finish this. And I don't think, I don't doubt that they're the level of intensity that they had. Like it took them two years, I think at least to make the game yeah. and the level of care and intensity they put into it. I don't doubt was, is awesome. Yeah. I, I don't agree with, there's, you know, articles of like, well, should people get a refund? Cause they, it only took them two hours to play the game or whatever. And like, yeah. well, no, you don't like, it's yeah. not about the time. It's the experience that you're, you're getting out of this game. And I think I definitely right. got my money's worth in terms of what I was expecting. But, but I agree that it's, it's a bit of like, wow, it's this crazy open world. But then you very quickly realize, obviously, they can't just like let you go anywhere because they do have to sort of move the story along. Right. And there was a few moments where you're like, okay, I didn't even get to hear what she was about to say because I triggered this other event by moving, you know, 10 feet ahead and so now I don't know was that supposed to be important or was it just like so it kind of lets then everything kind of becomes I'll just as long as I move the story ahead I don't I'll it doesn't matter which way I choose kind of like what you said and mm-hmm. um, so yeah I don't know I think it was a, like an intense premise I, I don't know where when you played it or whatever but I, I was like 11 o'clock at night or whatever my family <laughs> was gone for the weekend and I turned it on I was like I'll try it and see how this goes yeah. and like Oh crap! I'm like, this is really sad and really <laughs> intense, yeah. and kind of like not at all. I was expecting more like uh, almost lost, kind of like just like weird stuff, not like deep p- personal emotional kind of level yeah. stuff to start it off. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious to go try it again, like play it through again at some point, and just try out some different things and see if there isn't at least a little bit of a difference. Like you would think, if they ask you that stuff, why are they doing that? If if not to at least have some influence over the game, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, the conversations are a little different, but the endpoints are still the same. And so I think yeah. that's where repeat gameplay for me is like uh, testing the boundaries to see how far you can get with, with like, see how far you can go away. And then, Evil or good. and then seeing how like, they have to like cram you back into a fixed point. And like, yeah. so, so like, you know. And that's where I do agree with some folks who say like, you know, $20 for this game when I could pay pay whatever like 10 bucks for you know the new sim city and like definitely get more than two hours worth of gameplay out of it um, yeah i i sympathize with that like it's you know you can't i don't have endless money to spend on games and it right. is a point of concern but you know at this point you can have a pretty good idea of what you're getting when you're going into it so yeah, yeah. it's like it's like paying 10 bucks for it's a like comic book versus a 20 bucks for a really good piece of a fiction work you know yeah yeah so it's like like four both, books <laughs> yeah both took time to make you know yeah but uh one's gonna actually like be more emotionally investing so i it's a sort of guy who likes comic books so don't worry uh so i don't want to <laughs> hear people like yeah, comic books are graphic novels I'm like yes i don't know thank you yeah <laughs> uh but uh but yeah i that's how my audience sounds like by the way just want to like guys no that's what i think about when so. <laughs> just kidding it's like that's how i sound I'm like when I'm yelling at myself, but um, yeah, so yeah, cool. But I'm um, hopefully uh, to talk to uh, uh, the guys or like someone at least from Kipos, uh, Kipos Santo um, later on. So in a future episode, so I'm not gonna wood that happens. So, uh, and uh, so I'll have you back so we can talk about that with them. So, because um, I'm just interested because like you know I'm interested in how they were uh, a app developer 
and they uh, decided, hey, let's switch. Let's make a game. And then the type of game they did, they did up making like, was that no, what type of choice? That had to be an obvious choice, I think, at some point, or maybe it wasn't an obvious choice to yeah. make an emotionally charged game like that. So, a mature game, not charged, yeah. but emotionally mature game. So, that's yeah, kind of interesting. So, cool, awesome. Uh, is there anything I should have asked you, Chris, before <laughs> we start wrapping up things up? Uh, no, I don't think. Where's the body buried? That's why I should have been asking. If that the body buried. Where's the body buried? Where's the where did you put the bodies? <laughs> At the top of the cave. That's, or, uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert! Jeez! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris! That's what's, what's kind of funny about it. Is like it's not you're not you know usually in games it's often like a spoiler is like revealing how you get past a certain point or whatever, right? Yeah. But it's not. That's again like you are fairly on a like a track, right? So the spoiler is more like a movie or a book where you're like. Did you know that Sunso is whatever? And like, you know, and uh, it's just right. kind of funny with games to be like in Minecraft, right? There's no like end thing that you're like going to reveal to somebody, but you could reveal like, you know, how to make this cool little thing and prevent someone from figuring that out on themselves or, or right. whatever. But yeah. Yeah. It's like a movie. Like you don't want to give away the spoiler at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. Kaiser Sose. Who's yeah. that? Right. I don't know. Okay. So, um, yeah. Anyway. But anyway, I just like if people don't know by now, I probably uh, thank you so much for producing the show and uh, and being our producer for the show. So it's even been awesome doing yeah, that. So I appreciate, well, see, I appreciate that so much that you, you do, that you do that and you do it very well. I'll edit this part out. Yeah, please do. I don't want to get like mushy. About it. <laughs> so. Christopher started crying, and I had to edit <laughs> ten minutes of sobbing. No. I mean, it was well. He did a great job of sobbing. Let me tell you that much. About this. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, how can people find you on the internet? You know what? You can, uh, I, Chris is my Twitter account. And okay. if you, I'll just, I, I'm terrible at promoting myself. So I'll, I'll yeah. go out of my shell here a bit and say podcastproduction.pro is where you can visit to see Production. if you want uh, some help with your podcasts. Okay, cool. Uh, that's so great. So thanks for being here today. It was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for, it's all shows. If, if somebody, this is what I always wonder when I edit the show, and, and it gets yes. again. If somebody was listening this long, yeah, and they wanted to go like uh, follow you on Twitter. What what do they do? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> They're still listening by this time. <laughs> I have enough of my my. That's for sure. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, at Teljek T E L E J E C T. Oh, cool. Uh, that's that's where I'm at. I try to make woody comments that have nothing to do with web design. And I usually succeed at not talking about web design, but the witty comments I fail. At. So it's so it's fifty fifty really. Oh, you, you hit some out of the, out of the park. I wouldn't say you're a complete <laughs> failure. Oh, thanks, Chris. Appreciate I've it. I've a few stars. Or, or <laughs> I'm not a complete now, failure, so. <laughs> but most of the time, yeah, <laughs> a complete failure, but not all the time. Oh, oh, I have to go. I have to go. I have supper with Joe Montana. <laughs> okay, for real. <laughs> I just realized the time we've been talking for a while. I'm going to go so see we'll Supper with Joe Montana. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks so much. And uh, please tell me how your Supper with Joe Montana went. Right, Montana. Cool. Montana. Montana. Joe Montana's. Okay. Uh, Mon- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Yeah. See ya. And then I'm going to go look at your new thing we're doing. We're going to take a look at your tweet, Twitter account right now. 
Whoa. And see, we'll see what you like. What kind of tweets you have? Let's see. You have you have a tweet, billable time, and you have a screenshot oh. of Macho Man theme music. What's that that's, about? What are we, what are we thinking? That's, uh, that's actually for. That's a good segue into some of my portfolio work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if uh, Chris Coy or Dave Rupert listened, but I was researching because Dave often does a, I can't tell if it's a Macho Man or a Hulkamania impression that he's doing. Some sort of callback to wrestling anyways. I don't know. I think it's a melding of the two. Okay. So I was debating whether to, how legal it would be to insert a bit of uh, Macho Man's theme music in the midst of a uh, shop talk show. So okay, there you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, that. that brings up the idea, though, the, the Macho Man thing was like, a uh, podcast about which part of your childhood has died this week is a new show oh, thinking, where you okay. just like, look up on the internet <laughs> and see, okay, who died that was alive and doing interesting things 20 years ago or whatever, and just like uh, reminisce. Because my the sidebar of my YouTube page right now, because of that search, is like all these you know wrestlers and various people from that era who've all died, <laughs> the, the uh, memorial videos or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it would be sad, though. Okay, and then you have on your, uh, you have a screenshot with this like, farmer city, so you have like is a steam you can buy city skylines, our farming right. simulator, yeah, two thousand fifteen, yeah. I have a. You said you're not too much of a gamer. I, yeah. I'm like a deep. That's a, what got me into building my own computer and got me into computers was like playing games. And so yeah. at my core is like I love playing video games. I don't. I have three kids who aren't at the old enough age to buy them their own video games yet, um, and get into it as hardcore as I am. So probably in 10 years time, if you ask where I would be, I'll just be like, hold up in the basement with my kids playing video games or something. But okay. it was kind of funny getting a, a notification from steam that these two games, either the farming simulator or cities simulator are on mm-hmm. sale. And which one do you want? And okay. yeah, so I haven't picked either yet. You can let right. me know on Twitter, which one I should go with. If you'd like, it is a Sophie's choice. Russell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, that's so bad. Okay. Um, Let's see what we got. We got uh, three days ago, plot twist. No vehicle, so that eliminates the movie. Also, solo movie going. I've done that, but uh, I have no idea what that's in reference to. Plants. <laughs> oh, you mean plants. That's new plants. I don't know. It sounds like a go was, east. Well, that was when my family's gone, and I was debating going to a movie by myself. I didn't have a vehicle. And okay. uh, was, uh, I think I did a, you know, a Twitter poll, but none of the third-party Twitter apps actually see that. So it looks really silly um, to those folks. And, okay. Uh, yeah. I was, Deadpool, actually Star Wars is what I wanted to go see again, but then Deadpool had such a huge response that I right. felt like I should go see that too, but I ended up doing nothing because that's easier. <laughs> so so you, split, you split the difference and it did nothing. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That <laughs> seems like outside, a, Chris. Don't you know? It's cold. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it is a cold 39 degrees where I'm at right now. That's so, so. <laughs> fur, man. I can put a jacket on. Uh, sure, yeah. This last one we do, we'll put you on the spot one last time. Okay, what if I accidentally turned on my webcam and people were watching me singing along to the Beatles and Ed Sheeran all afternoon? My brain. Hashtag my brain. And Adele. Can't forget about Adele. It's your follow your <laughs> subtweet there. So I go. I think that's because the morning that morning I'd spent investigating and messing around with stuff like OBS streaming out. And I was like, it th- I could totally see myself doing that, like leaving the stream on from playing Minecraft and then like yeah. dealing with a client on the phone and then like playing uh, along to like I, I, uh, that day I was jamming along to some, just some music or whatever, just right. to like stress or whatever. And, and I totally could see myself leaving that on by accident and having, that would be the one time somebody would actually tune in <laughs> to a live stream that I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. 
it's a poopery life is what we generally think about. Yes. Lots of things going on. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Tens of annoying <laughs> tweets if you follow me on Twitter. To say the <laughs> Tens <least>. of annoying. <laughs> All right. Sorry if I put you on the spot there. So it's iChris on Twitter. Cool. 